All right. Welcome in, guys. Welcome in. Uh, we're going to probably just hold off a minute or two to let uh, as many of our subs file in as they can, and then we'll start things off. Obviously, this is a scheduled show, but a special show because of the fact that, A, we're on a bye week, and two, some big news regarding our uh, our lineup and our foreseeable future has, has transpired. So uh, we're going to go on tonight and kind of recap everything that took place, what it means now, what it means for the future. Uh, we're also going to have a number up for anyone to call in and express their concerns, their comments on what took place and whatever they feel. That number is going to be one 888 Five eight five seven four two five again, eight 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 five eight five seven four two five. I'll bring that up a few times throughout the show, and maybe we'll try to maybe get a graphic up at some point so people can see it. But either way, um, we'll get some people in here to share their thoughts and uh, go from there. So, without further ado, this is a Sick Podcast Talking Titans. I'm joined by my counterpart Jarrett Foot, and let's get the ball rolling. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I'm Sal Manfredi, joined, as always, by my counterpart, J.R. Foote. Uh, Mr. Lombard is currently watching uh, his uh, Phillies. I don't even know what's going on with that. I couldn't care less. Over. He's, in the, Over. he's in the corner watching her kiss him. That's what he's doing right now. Who's, I don't even know what that means. And I frankly, it's, it's the Phillies, it's the Phillies uh, theme song. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. They're going to Game 7. They blew it tonight. Okay, they're going to game seven. So whole live to see another day. Um, I know the Texas Rangers are playing now. They're beating my my horrific rival Astros. That's good. But anyway, none of that matters. Uh, Jared, I'll let you start off. Obviously, we're all joined here today for order week, which is great. We got some stuff to talk about that. But the biggest news that dropped, uh, I'd say probably about four or five hours ago, is the training of Kevin Byard to the Philadelphia Eagles in return for a fifth, sixth round pick in next year's draft. And uh, what's Toronto. his summit? Some Edmonds, some you know, Threllmans. Like he's like a five-year guy. He's like a five-year plug-and-place kind of guy. I I heard of him. Can't say he's not getting me excited. I know he's twenty-six, upside. Yes, this, that, and the other thing. Jared, I'll let you start us off. What's going on? What are your thoughts on everything? I see you're wearing your KB jersey and respect. Sad, sad as hell, man. I mean, KB was was one of my guys. I, first, when they did the jersey reveal, when they when they introduced the new jerseys, this wasn't my guy because I knew he was going to be around for a long time or possibly a Titan forever. Um, I love how he was leader on the field, especially in the community. But what we're missing in him, he's never missed a game in his eight years yeah. as a Tennessee Titan. 27 interceptions as a Tennessee Titan, third best in that span in the NFL. So we're, we're missing right now an all-pro safety in the back end of our defense. I mean, people could say, you know, KB has not been the same KB over the past couple of years. I beg to differ because you're going to see now why KB – we're going to miss KB, okay, because you're not going to see, you know, with uh, – I know I know you're not a big fan of it. You wanted to trade him before, but you say what you want. But uh, we're, we're going to get into it. Like I said, he's a leader on and off the field. But the positive note 
I mean, that, if we want to think this is a positive note, we are uh, saving $14 million, I believe, next year against the cap from him. And next year we're going to have $99 million now, which is second most in the NFL. So if Rand wants to go after these guys uh, and try to build this roster, but to me you're not going to you're not going to just get a, a, a KB back. He, you know, he's another generational guy. He's a Titan forever, in my opinion. He was one of the best safeties in the league. And uh, this guy, Terrell Edmonds, he was drafted former first round. KB was fifth, but, you know, KB was an all-pro. Former first-round draft pick out of Virginia Tech. He was drafted by uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is very good in the box safety. He's a downhill kind of guy. He plays very well against the run. But he can get torched in the secondary. So, I mean – What's that going to say right now about us? You know, Christian Fulton and Amani Hooker and, and um, I mean, um, Molden. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what we're going to get about him, but maybe, like he said, the upside with this kid, who knows? But uh, I'm in a glass of emotions right now with, with KB. And once I saw it, my heart sunk. And obviously you get the text message from all your friends. What's going on? I don't know, dude. I'm not in Tennessee. I don't call the shots. I would love to have KB and, and God forbid, Derrick Henry on this team for the rest of their careers. I mean, those are staples, especially like you said in your little thing uh, this afternoon. You know, you grew up on that 21. You're, you guys are basically almost the same age. Yeah, we are. Um, so um, KB for always, you know, will be one of my favorite Titans to go down, you know, just like Lawan and Derrick Henry and uh, Chris Johnson. So, I mean, he's definitely in my top five. Uh, Titans for, um, of all time, in my opinion. And I know you said top 25, but uh, KB, go chase your ring. I mean, it's hard to say, but why is it always the fucking Philadelphia Eagles, man? Well, that's what oh, I said. I mean, I I, I I said on the video I posted earlier, I, I find it very hard yeah. to believe that there's no other teams in the National Football League that offered you something comparable to a fifth, six in, in, uh, in Edmonds for Kevin Byard. Like, you, you couldn't even squeeze Howie for a fourth and a yeah. fifth? Like yeah. a fifth and a sixth. But, guys, this is the thing, though, and I hate to say it, and I brought it up already. I, I'm right there with you. I own a Kevin Byer jersey. I have a signed picture. I love him to death. He's a top 25 Titan of all time, in my opinion. But he's not a top five safety in the league right now. He's just not. Well, you and know what? I'm going to I'm gonna cut you off, and I hate cutting you off just because you always I, text me, and I, I hate do, cutting off. I do it all the time, Jared. It's, it's all good. Fine. But but when you just said that, it just rang my bell, okay? Now you're going to give KB the opportunity with an, a, a great offense and a great front in front of him to beat KB. I guarantee you, you're going to see all pro Kevin Byard in this defense versus us right now because our defense was always on the field. KB is going to ball out in Philadelphia right now. And in my heart right now, it's going to kill me to see that and him going yeah, to that. He wasn't. Great. He wasn't very good last year either, Jared. He wasn't. He wasn't very our, good. Last our defense, year. but our offense have killed has killed us, and we're always on the field. The year he was the only one on the field. Our cornerbacks were hurt. Our linebackers oh, were hurt. He was the only one there. So I know, he was. But the, he wasn't a difference maker anymore, Jared. He just wasn't. He wasn't. Okay, we've lost eleven to thirteen. All right. I'm not saying it was all. I'm not putting that on Kevin Byard for any means. But let's just be honest here. How many times we call on his name over the past two seasons? Very little. He had that one big game in Dallas when everyone was screaming at me because I was bringing up how you know he's making a lot of money. Okay, he, he had a great game in a game that meant nothing, and then he we haven't called his name much after that. So um, I, I, I do I think it was worth what we gave up for him? No, I would have kept him if it was for a fourth and fifth and some guy who's barely gets sees the field or at least is barely's names is called i nobody really knows this guy i wouldn't have gotten rid of him for that but the the essence that he was untouchable is is absurd it's just absurd this team has holes in every corner 
He, every about. corner of, of this team has a problem that we need to correct. And a 30-year-old safety that's making pretty good money is something that is expendable at this point. And uh, again, I would love to kept him for fifth and sixth. I didn't think that was worth it. But again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a start in the right direction. That Carthon's mind is, all right, it's time to rebuild this team from the turf up. And uh, and he was unfortunately just the first victim of it. Um, but I, I, I want to know, you mentioned earlier on Twitter that there was something you wanted to bring up about whatever I've said. And I'm very excited to hear about what your what whatever is on your mind, because Lord knows I have plenty to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people should probably know about this right now because we've been going at this for almost three years now. It's, it's the quarterback situation We're it we're in the midst of this change, this downfall, this rebuild, whatever you want to call it right now, that, that the first piece has fallen with Kevin Byard. Who's next? I don't know, but I do have one name I'll bring up after this. But for me to sit here to tell you that the beef that I had with you is, now that T Ryan Tannehill is off on the, uh, on the bench right now with his ankle, who knows the real if, if Ryan Tannehill is going to be done for the year, how bad that ankle is, we don't know yet. But we, knew, we know that Malik Willis and Will Levis are there. These two that you vouched for for the last two years, well, let uh, Willis and now Levis, better be a Josh Allen type football player because if they're not, and we have to go through purgatory for another seven to ten years because we don't have that quarterback, I don't know what to tell you, man. Because I I understand the hype that's with you. You want the quarterback, I want the quarterback, but this to me, this to me, these two quarterbacks are not it, and that's why I'm so scared okay. trading these huge pieces away right now because I, I'm not in on the quarterbacks that we have right, right. now. But, so but, they better but, be it. I, going first forward. of all, I'm not saying they're it. I don't I don't Yo, know if no, no, I don't no, know if you've been hit the comments I, of Salzman all over all over Wilson. I, I, I want them to play so we can find oh, out. Course, that's what I'm saying they better hit. But they I'm not hit. saying I know they're hit. I didn't say I you know. know. I said you, they but better I can't hit. Watch fucking Ryan Tannehill no, throwing the ball to the that. fifth row they every better fucking hit. week anymore. They better hit. And, and, and if they don't hit, Jared, guess what's going to happen? We're screwed. We're going to lose 15 fucking games. Yeah. And we're going to get Caleb Williams, who nah. I don't. Who actually, guess what? Because people are so fucking crazy, don't even realize how good he is. He's in a horrible. He's on a very mid team. As my look at my face, I'll write it again. It's a hundred degrees in my room. Because quarterbacks, that's what gets us going. Yeah, I know, I but but uh, he, he might slip to like the fifth pick now, Caleb Williams, because they're losing. Everybody's like, "Oh, he ain't the real deal." Look at the look at the team he has. USC doesn't have a bunch of playmakers. They have a decent team who who is good enough to be in every game because they have an all world quarterback. If they suck, if these two guys suck, then we're gonna get the kid. Uh, it's Williams and who's the other kid? Drake? Great, what great. May? One there's of those two guys. This year, so. I know there's a plethora of them. There, there's a, a, a lot of people above Malik and Levis that are going to be available next year. So the good news is, is that we're not going to be in purgatory much longer, folks. Let me be the first ones to tell you, because what's going to happen is we're going to see. We might still lose a bunch of games, but we're going to know if Will Levis is what he was uh, campaigned to be during the last offseason. And if he is not and he is a disaster. Then what happens? We're going to have all the money in the world next year. We're going to have a high draft pick. And the only thing we're going to have the left to figure out is the staff. Because, again, which I know you will agree, and most of the people watching, we still have a staff problem. Okay? We're going to get into this a little bit more about the New England thing. I'm glad somebody's already brought it up with Rabel. Because, you know, ironically, for once, there's a more people agree with me than disagree with me, which happens a lot. But anyway. 
Um, you know, we're going to get into all of that stuff as well. I want your opinion on it as well, because I don't think I really heard much from you about that situation yesterday. But we're, we're going to get out of purgatory. We're, we're going to have a legit quarterback this year or next year, and then we're going to get that new stadium. Yeah, but, with how, some real but how stupid does it look that we traded up into basically the, the first round to get Will Levis, traded up, I mean, it's John Robinson, to get uh, um, Malik Willis. And now if we're within the top five to seven picks this year and we're drafting another quarterback, dude. I mean, how bad is it? Of course, but like we've been it's do, shitty we've been that we've missed on these guys. Years. What's it's it's shitty shitty why stop now? Because I mean, you, can, many, you can get if you better hope. That's what I'm saying. You better hope that we will Levis turns into it, and and we all us fans, all of us, all you guys watching, everybody, you better hope that Will Levis or Malik Willis is it. Because now, if we do fall into the five to seven range, you have the money to spend on wide receivers. Because if if uh, DeAndre Hopkins isn't there anymore, and we trade him for capital later on, uh, with before the um the trade deadline happens, you can go after um. Keenan Coleman from Florida State, off to Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia. Possibly, if you suck that bad and you get up into the top three or, or two, you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. Who knows? So you have those options too as well. But like I said, you, the, the the league is now um, surrounding their young quarterbacks with so much talent on their rookie deals. So that's why I'm praying. But I'm just I don't know if I'm I'm there yet on Willis and, and uh, Levis. So this week, if it is Levis, I hope to God, Sal, I hope to God, clip it that Will Levis is the guy because I'm sick and tired of it. But but, but me again, personally, I he, I'm telling you, it, it it appears, and of course, nothing's a guarantee in life except you know taxes and death essentially. But um, everything's pointing that Caleb Williams and even Drake May are like. As can't miss as it can almost get. So um, that's what I'm saying. I understand it. You know, everything looks really shitty right now. But this is the position that I've been begging for us to be in for a year. Okay? We got rid of that fucking mid-ass quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. God willing, fingers crossed. If not, oh my God, I don't even want to be part of this app if he somehow plays again. Number two, we pretty much kind of sort of saw that Malik probably isn't it. Maybe he gets another shot. Only time will tell. I don't want to see it. I'm kind of done. And now we're going to probably see Levis. And we're going to be able to find out within the next couple weeks if he's the guy moving forward, if he has potential to be a great quarterback. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's going to be too difficult to find out if this kid's got any kind of, you know, light at, in his tunnel at all. So, um, you know, it, 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 and, and if neither of them don't, then, <laughs> dude. Quarterback's been holding us back for 20 fucking years. Oh we God, can't, it, we have to do whatever it takes to get one. So it sucks, but this is the beginning of finding out who that man's going to be. <laughs> and um, we have to be excited. You know, it sucks that KB's gone. It sucks we don't know who else is going to be gone. But the bottom line is this team knows it's time. We got a new stadium coming up. We got to make this team competent. They're a fucking joke. They're not going to get anyone into this new stadium with a, you know, a three win team every year. Hell no, I don't care how nice Nashville is as a destination. You need a team that's worth a damn, or else you're going to keep seeing the same thing with other people's fans showing up every week. And if that's what the, pe the, the people of Nashville, if they don't give a shit, the mayor and Amy and whoever, then fine. Then let the other team take over the new stadium every single game. But you got to start rebuilding, and the KB trade was the first step. So yeah, I don't think I don't think that's that's going to be the case at all, especially with the Mike Vrabel. I know you were you're, you're hard on Vrabel. Vrabel is is going to be the coach of this this team going forward. Like you said, uh, you weren't on with um, Volga last week, but 
it's the growing pains with, with the new GM. And obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're stretching right now with the, with this new regime. Cause we're, 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 John Robinson stoned us to death, you know, so he screwed us with, with all types of, you know, mismatches, not mismatches, but uh, holes in our roster. So um, let Ron uh, ran do his thing and, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but this team um, this year, uh, I want everyone's take on it. So if anybody, if if you guys want to call up and hit the line, you know, call yeah, us absolutely. at one eight at one eight eight five eight five seven four two five. I want to see what who you guys would trade next. Is it Henry? Is it Christian Fulton? Is it Autry? I don't know, but there's one guy on my list that I would trade, and I think I'm pretty sure Sal would be uh, agreeing upon with me. If it's and that's Landry, how, just save your breath because no one it, no one's taking it, it bro. It, it, it's, no it's, it's taking how, that contract. Harold Landry. And just, you know, who knows? If we offload that contract, we have Caleb uh, uh, Caleb Murphy, you have Weaver, and you have uh, Gibson we just picked up. And he's got a, a way better pass rush rate right now and, and pressures than, than Harold Landry's doing all season long. So I would go after that, go young, get his contract out because he has been missing um, this whole time on defense. So I'd mean, love yeah. to hear from you guys. If you guys want to call in, call the show and uh, – Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, listen, unfortunately, again, I don't think there's any market whatsoever for Harold Landry. Um, you know, all the money he's taking, what, $17, $18 million a year. And uh, I don't think we've heard his name more than once since week one. So uh, I, I'd love to dump that contract. I didn't like that contract to begin with. Without that contract, you're very more likely to keep A.J. Brown unless Robinson said there was no way it was going to happen. But regardless, it, it's just a bit of bad contract so far. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I think Autry's a guy you might want to look at. I know he's older, but he still might have some value for somebody who's looking to take one little extra step on their D line. Um, you know, there's been speculation about people believing Burks might be involved. Burks ain't going anywhere, folks. He's a first round pick. I know you can't stand him. I, I understand. I understand the issues with him 110%. But the bottom line is, is we gave, we invested essentially AJ Brown into him. Okay, we invested AJ Brown into receiving him in that first round, and he hasn't even played a full 17 games in a National Football League. So if you think this team's going to sell out on a guy who's essentially whether whoever wants to say it wasn't the case, he was replacing AJ Brown. You want to get rid of a guy who's supposed to replace AJ Brown when AJ Brown's having one of the greatest seasons of a wide receivers in NFL history a guy who hasn't even played 17 games, it ain't going to happen. There's just, there's just no way that they can afford to, to get rid of him based off what they invested in him. Uh, if he plays another seven, eight games and puts up 40, 50 yards a game and gets hurt again, maybe, but they have to see at least him have another stint on the field before they give him any phone calls from other teams about trading. There's just no way. And I know you would disagree, but. No, I mean, it, it is what it is. I understand the upside with, with, with Traylon Burks. I'm just personally, just sick of it that our wide receivers, no matter who we get, just they can't stay on the field. Okay, it's Julio Jones. It was AJ Brown, but when AJ Brown was in there, it was a difference maker. It's um, Traylon Burks. It's it's Kyle Phillips. It's all these guys. Like, why can't we stay healthy enough for for a seventeen game season and put up these numbers that we once did? It's frustrating as a fan. So when anybody says, "Oh, stop bitching, stop bitching," we're bitching about like real facts over here. 
Yeah. Traylon, Traylon Burks was supposed to be the guy that replaces AJ yeah. Brown. We had so much, like you said, so much invested into him. He can't, he can't be on the field. So how can, yeah. how can I, how can we get excited for him? So that's why I said, ah, I'm done with him. Kyle Phillips, get him out of here too. I don't yeah, care. Kyle Phillips, I can understand, right? I yeah, mean, what, like, what was he a third, fourth round pick? Can't, yeah, I mean, like, he has, he has had one game of flash. Um, but I just going to get to a couple, couple of these comments. Somebody brought up, um. Trying to get Logan uh, Lincoln Riley. I mean, <laughs> Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere, folks. No, That's he the ain't going part. He ain't coming here to be an OC. If that would ever happen, I'd, I'd be up for it if it meant getting Caleb Williams. But, you know, uh, Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere yet. I think his hot seat should be very hot. Um, I expressed my displeasure in what took place yesterday. I had a lot of people agree with it. Some people were, you know, up in arms that was it was even a question. Uh, that you know nobody should be upset about him going to New England. But what are your thoughts on it and, and what he said at the end there? I, I thought it was egregious, but you know there, there's kind of a there's two different scenarios of, of of looking at it. What did you think? I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't watch the whole video. I saw like five seconds of it. And oh, I only watched the last five seconds. Honestly, I can care less. I mean, yeah. he was going there. Uh, Vrabel obviously was an all-time Patriot. He was being honored by his team. He may have said, you know, hey, Pats Nation, or what, what did he say at the end? That, that, that he said, we got a game to win. Oh, That's what he well, said, Jared. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he, he said, we got a game. He said, I can't stay up here anymore. We got a game to go win. That's what he fucking said. Okay, You're okay with so, that? 50-50. Uh, he could have been talking about okay. the Titans. He could have been talking about the Patriots. Oh, um, what? Like I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> He was not talking about the Titans. <laughs> Come on. Maybe we in that bottle. I, listen, it could have been told. Sammy, pour me a tall one over here because I need it. You guys um, should have saw it before the stream started. I literally almost died coming down my steps. I really wish it was on live because it would have been great. Uh, I almost broke my ankle and wrist. It's probably why my face is so fucking red. But yeah, um, you can't say I, that. Yeah, but I, could, I, I, I don't I mean, I can care less what he says. As long as he's focused, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, whether anybody likes him or not. How? I mean, he's, he's been. How is he one of the best coaches in the NFL, Jared? I got I to gotta call you out here. How is he one of the best coaches in the NFL? Dude, he's took this team in and, and, and good spots where we had it. He's one of the better coaches that we've had. But what does he and do? And dealt, he's dealt the but shit in do? the last two years. He doesn't call defense. He doesn't call offense. He's got his he's, hand in a lot, a, a lot. And, and Taylor Lewan came out and said the same thing. He he prepares. He he he's he's so knowledgeable with analytics and everything else with with football. Analytics, Jared. We can't you're score not gonna, a fucking touchdowns. Okay, that's who we have right now. We've been in such purgatory with, with with depth on this team. Like I said, John Robinson screwed us. He's he he doesn't have that uh, ability to grab these guys like the GM. So now that's what I'm saying. We have 99 million dollars. Let's see what the what the future holds with this team. But, uh, Mike Vrabel's done it. I understand that, and I understand I understand people not wanting to get rid of him. Okay, fine. But enough with this. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL because that's fucking bullshit. He's had a lot of calls He's, this year that that were head scratchers. A lot. I'm, I'm this year, and and the discipline with the with the uh, the players with the PIs and, and offsides. I mean, that's just the players too at fault too. You know, uh, pass interference. You know, uh, Christian Fulton uh, time in and time. And like I said, what Taylor Lewan said uh, when his tweet, you got to cut the snakes now out of the grass. You know, during a bye week. Hopefully, that's the case because I want Christian Fulton and some of these guys who who don't want to be on the team out. And I don't think like I, listen. <laughs> I don't want to turn this into a Mike Vrabel bashing show because that's just not going to get us anywhere. But I really, I, I can't, I need to stress this a lot because there's some people that are just 
again, just like Ryan Tannehill, just like anybody that's done anything good with this team for five seconds, it just eliminate it just immediately eliminates them from any kind of blame or any kind of uh, critique or anything. Okay, the bottom line is that Mike Vrabel's coaches football team, and they've lost eleven out of thirteen. They've looked unmotivated. They've changed nothing. They've changed nothing, and he's responsible for it. So, I, I again, we gave this guy coach of the year, which he deserved for that year. And then he followed that up by one of the most incredible collapses in NFL history. We were like, what, 95% to win the AFC South last year? And then we let the fucking Jaguars come back and win it? And now this year, all that same shit is following. Nothing's changing. We said all year this needs to become more of a passing team. No matter what the situation is, we're not doing it. Our blocking still sucks. We're not making the necessary changes that need to be made to proceed to progress this team. I'm done. I'm done. And then and then he does this yesterday on top of it all. By the way, this guy doesn't show a shred of fucking emotion anytime he's on that podium with a Titan logo behind him. He's constantly pissed off. He looks like his fucking dog died every time he speaks to the media. He's got no enthusiasm. How about you go to Nissan Stadium? Get on a podium over there. And get your fan base fucking psyched to watch Titan football because every single Sunday, if you have a team that has any more fan base than you, they show up in your building more than you. And that's a lot of teams right now, if you didn't notice. So I'm just tired of hearing all this Mike Vabral praise because it's bullshit. Because I feel like I care more than he does. And I believe a lot of you watching probably care more than he does. Because I don't think if you were in his position, you'd be going in that, uh, New England and say, we got to go, we got a football game to go win. When your team that you coach is abysmal and embarrassing. So that's all I got to say about that. I'm not trying to dog your opinion, Jarrett, but I'm really, I'm really over Mike Vrabel. I am completely done. And unless this team does a 180 and they not only make the playoffs, but they make some noise, I don't want him on this team next year. And he's going to be, and I'm going to have to be okay with it, but I'm done. Absolutely done. That's it. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dying on that hill yet. Like I said, it, it, John Robinson put us in such purgatory, and I'll say I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. I think ran with the money that we have next year, um, and they're going to focus on line, I believe, too. You know, to build from like Vinny always says, build from you know the line out. We need a new offensive line. Our offensive line we thought was great. We have Skaronsky, we have Brunskill. That's really it right now. That are, I want that are solid. Good. That, that, that are solid. Now, if I was going into it trying to move after this bye week, if I want to shift things up a little bit, what I would do here, I would go um, NPF at left, at left tackle, Skaronsky, Burnskill at center. I would go Dylan Ray Dunes at right guard, and I would go uh, Chris Hubbard at, at uh, right tackle. Shake things up a little bit. You know, Aaron Brewer, I'm not too big on him. Dilliard obviously got benched over there. Give that line a shot. See where it goes for the uh, the rest of the remainder of this season, especially with the young quarterbacks. And uh, God hoping, God willing, that we don't trade Derrick Henry um, and, and see what the King does, you know, for the rest of the How about we put fucking Skaronsky at left tackle? My dad brought this up today when we were speaking on the phone. We drafted the guy. He's a left tackle. Put him at left tackle. Did you not notice our quarterback's blind side is getting fucking blown up every play? I mean, Christ almighty, put the guy at left tackle. That's what you drafted him for. And then figure everything else out to the right of him. Okay, he's a he's a left fucking tackle. I mean, I'm sick of this shit. This is so bull. This is black and white shit. This isn't even a, like, I, I, it just blows my mind how naive this organization is. 
the fact that that Vrabel had the balls, and I really didn't harp on this enough, to go onto the podium and say, if Ryan Tannehill is healthy, he's our quarterback. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's the money this, situation, though, too. I what... don't care. Why do we? Why should we care about that? We are all that matters. Our eyeballs and our money is all that matters. So I could give a fuck about how much they're paying Ryan Tannehill. You're producing a football team that can't score two touchdowns in their own building. What good is the money you're paying him if you can't get asses in the seats? I, I just don't understand yeah. this mindset. Oh, well, so we gave him a big tr- contract that we fucked up on. So, oh, that's it. Our hands are tied. Can't can't do anything else. Come on, Jarrett. Come on, man. That's crazy. And we don't deserve that. He's spitting no, in our course, fucking uh, faces. Of course not. That's why I said I would love to see the, the, the young quarterbacks, you know, go the rest of the way out. I mean, this this season, obviously, is it, going to go to shit. I mean, they're they, they're saying, that, oh, we're going to stay competitive. I don't see it because I do think they're going to offload at least two more contracts, whether they're contracts or just players right off the bat. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know about that. But um, what do I want to get into with you? Um, the money situation that we had, like I said, from building the ground up, TR Tart is due. I think he's he's going to be another staple that we, we try to lock up to at the end of the year. Looks Obviously, that's what I'm now. saying. Well, I'm saying that's that's going to be that's going to be another foundation building, keeping that defensive line, you know, intact. So if Autry does go, you're going to see another decline in the defensive line because when Autry goes, Simmons goes, and vice versa. What do you so, mean when Autry goes, Simmons goes? When when they're in in, in game in the game together, because well, obviously they've been in the game together a lot lately, and we haven't yeah, been able well, to fucking touch a quarterback. But again, I know I can't. Again, and again, the mindset of some of these fans are crazy. Just, I love Jeffrey Simmons. I love Kevin Byard. I love Derrick Henry. Yes, I know I look sick, Anderson. I don't know why my face is so fucking red. If I could tell you why, I would fix it. But um, again, it's because I literally fell down my stairs. He literally fell the down screen. the sta- <laughs> stairs. So I think all the blood just rushed to my head. Um, I love these guys, all of them. It doesn't mean we can't say things negative about them if they're not playing well. That's we're, just, pay, we're paying. I'm paying for this. I'm paying exactly, for that. Everyone, exactly. Paying for so let's just say it like it is. Our, our, defensive, our defensive line has looked like shit. Okay. We're not getting any pressure since week two, pretty much. So, you know, nobody's going right now. Nobody on our defense is making any fucking plays. Not enough, to say the least. Watch so this I mean, team, watch this team go on a run of the next like seven or eight games. Well, what is it going to mean? It's it, nothing. It's, but I'm just saying, that's no, just no. Gonna, if if Levis is the real deal, it will mean something, though. That's that's. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the yeah, that'll be the only positive. You like I said, we all better hope. All you guys watching, we all better hope that we have the quarterback of the future on this team to take off. Because if not, if I'm not, gonna be on, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one on here that says we could possibly be if we don't get one of those quarterbacks next year in the draft. I think it'll be stupid if we even. Not not stupid, but how stupid we would look if we drafted three straight quarterbacks in three straight drafts. Bro, we're gonna sit. We're gonna sit. In, the Browns we're have gonna started. sit in purgatory for another seven years. I I, I kind of see it because we all see it. We're all Titans fans. We've been here before. We we were at the highest of highs in 08. and then what happened after 08? We started going down, and, and we starts. were at the pit, and now we're back up. Now are we at the top of the mountain? We're gonna go back down to that pit. I hope not. It all I hope the future's here for the quarterback. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get a generational quarterback. We either have one or we're gonna get one. That's the bottom line. When you get a generational quarterback, you get the you get the best out of all your players. That's the bottom line. You know, was Tom Brady the goat? Of course. Was he the most talented quarterback to ever live? No, of course not. He wasn't. 
but he's the GOAT. You know why? Because he has the same mentality of guys like Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps, Wayne Gretzky. The, the, the greatest players of all time strike the fear of God into all of the players around them, and that's what makes them great and above all of the other players. We need to find a guy like Joe Burrow, even like Josh Allen. I know they're struggling. Josh Allen, I think, is going to win a Super Bowl at some point in his career. Uh, Mahomes, even Jalen Hurts. They are alpha males. They are fucking alpha fucking males. You need a guy that is going to strike the fear of God into not only your own team, but the other team. And when you have that, all things will fall into place. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs 20 years ago, that wasn't really a football town. It was just a, it was a, it was a town with a professional football team in it. Now they are a national brand that everyone knows. Okay. Everyone knows. So that's what happens, you know, and, uh, and, and and it's going to start with with finding out if Will Levis is the answer. And, uh, you know, the good news is, is he doesn't have a team like the 49ers uh, to start his career off. He's got a team that is good, but is not elite. And we can really see if he's got what it takes. Um, somebody asked comment, what I'm going to do. Huh? I said, I love that comment you're about to read. What? What's he going to do if he, if he goes after the start? I'm just, what I'll do is I'm going to pre-order my Caleb Williams jersey. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> He's going to turn redder than where he is right now. Clearly, that's just going to mean we want to lose as many games as possible. So we're going to put an overhill quarterback in who can barely stand up. And if that's the case, I'll be happy. I'll be thrilled because we're going to have our guy. And you'll see me with fucking painted fingernails every Sunday with a fucking Caleb Williams jersey on. So, um. We'll go from there. But I thought, uh, I, I thought I would never say it, but I was so out on, on Will Levis uh, when we drafted him. I said I didn't like him, but what is there not to like right now? I need to see if we have a franchise quarterback. So I need to root for this kid to be the next Tom Brady uh, or Josh Allen for us because I can't take much more of the stress that we deal with on a Sunday of Titan fans and watching football like this every week, not scoring touchdowns, not scoring points. I want the 2019 and I want the 2020 Titans back when it was fun watching 30-point football games, scoring at will. This is how I you want do it, back. Garrett. This is how you do it. You throw the goddamn football. Did you watch the game last night? How much? There was a lot of scoring last night. Do I got to read you the fucking stat lines from Hertz and uh, and Tua? Let's do this, please, because it's it's it, it all matters. It all matters. They're all grieving together. So let's read this stat line, and then I'm gonna really make you sick and read you the stat line of the Browns Colts game with two guys oh, at quarterback that were sitting on their couch literally a month ago. Okay, as I'm getting redder and screaming louder. Let's look at the, and it. Wasn't even. I mean, it was not. The under the over didn't hit, but it was still high scoring. Yeah, so to it, to it didn't throw for a ton. He only threw for two sixteen. But again, I'm sure Hertz had a great yeah two seventy nine two touchdowns. You got to throw the football. That's the bottom line. If you want to score points in this league, you got to throw the football. We thought we could do it on the ground. It's just not going to work in 2023 and beyond. So that's how it starts. And we know Levis has the attitude. That is the good thing. Okay, the 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 um. What's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the attitude is there. We don't need to change that. He's got the swag. He's got the the fire in him. We saw how he acted on draft day. Um, it's a matter of if the skill's there. You know, he's got that burrow cockiness to him, and you need that sometimes. You you really do. Um, you know, it, it, Caleb Williams doesn't want to play for a time. Well, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to play. I don't give a shit. If he then if he leave, then if he doesn't go into the draft next year, then the other kid, Drake Meck. Who, who I think most, some people say is just as good. So, 
Um, I'm not fu- I, I'm not worried about the quarterback anymore. I think we're in the best spot we've been in a while. We're going to get the answers we've been looking for. So what is there we, to be upset we, about? We need them right now going forward. You know, outside of buyer getting traded, what 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 could what should you be upset about right now? I, I don't know. I mean, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get Levis. It looks like we're gonna get Levis. Do you do you think this team actually pulls off another trade? And do they trade Derrick Henry? Well, I just tweeted about this. I know. I saw and, that. Yeah. So I I I'm at the stance now, and my if my dad's watching. He's gonna disagree, and I understand that. But I I I think he's still valuable enough. Like it, it, it seems pretty evident. You're not getting a second round pick for him. You're no probably, you're probably praying to get a fourth and a fifth, maybe a third. I think would be the most. And I don't want to give him up for a third. I really don't. I think we've seen all these guys: Steve McNair, Eddie George, Warren Moon, even Eddie or uh, Chris John. We've seen all these legendary guys play for another team at the end of the year, at the end of their careers, for no fucking reason. Okay, this guy is a generational titan. Okay, he is next to Steve McNair because Steve McNair was the guy that brought this team into the state. Uh, he might be the you know the most well known titan to ever live, realistically. The highlights he's put together. So to see him go, he's thirty. Like unless he's chasing, he's, he's chasing Eddie George's uh, all time record as a titan yeah. too. And I there's just there's no just need a, to do it. Yeah, there's no. no need to do it. He needs to stay. You're not going to get anything for him. Just keep him. Eat that contract. Like I said, we have $99 million next year. So what? You're paying him $12 to $14 million next year. Keep Derrick Henry on this team. If you want to do other stuff, like I said, you have Harold Landry. You can trade DeAndre Hopkins, as stupid as that sounds. But you can possibly get do a, that. Yeah, but like you have another year on his contract. What are you going to do? You can go after T. Higgins. Play him. Yeah, He's but what, what, what it's you just said. Fault. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you, the season's basically almost not almost over. I mean, we have six games. Well, you don't want Andrew Hopkins if, if Will Levis is the real deal. You don't want him being part of his <laughs> his essential rookie season. I mean, of course, but if we're talking about capital and everything like that, and offloading contracts and everything, then yeah, I, I wouldn't be sad to see him go. If we had, if we're going, if we're talking trades, I wouldn't be sad to see him go either. As much as we wanted him, but this team needs an overhaul. And it starts with draft capital because we had none. A first, a second, a fourth, and three sevens. What are you getting with three seventh rounds? Nothing. So more, like we're, we're, more things we're are nothing coming. out of the Kevin Byron trade, folks. More, Sorry. That's what I'm saying. More things are coming. So, I mean, just, just prepare yourselves. But hopefully it's not Derek Henry. And I have a good feeling that it's not going to be. I don't think, think it's, it's going to be. No. Uh, I, I, I really don't think it's going to be. Yeah, as, much as, Amy, of, as much as Amy wants to – oh, he does? Yeah, he just said D-Hop goodbye. You brought up that ups there, Sammy. The yeah, yeah. goodbye. Yeah, I mean, it's just if we can get a third or fourth for him, it doesn't matter. Like I said, it's it's, it's more about the future at this point right now. And I, if if Will Levis shows poise, ability to scramble and uh, hold down, you know, with um, what's the word I'm looking for now? Command of a huddle. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy with it, you know, going forward. So I thought I would never, I, I thought I was going to never say it, but I am. All we need from him is to not turn the ball over and make smart decisions behind your offensive line. And what I mean by that is very cut and dry. If hey, you need to score a touchdown and you're on the 10 yard line and you need to get the ball back again and score again, go out of bounds. Okay. Go out of bounds. That's what we need him to do. We need him to, if the pocket's collapsing, roll out, take a look for a second, and throw it away. 
That's what we need him to do. We need him to not lose us a game. If we see that from him on Sunday where he goes out there, does the right things, doesn't lose us a game, we know that he has a lot of potential because Tano hasn't been doing that and Malik hasn't been doing that. That's the first step. That's really what I'm going to be looking at. Can he make the right decisions when there's nothing available? And that's what it's going to boil down to. And I think we're going to find that out, you know, very shortly. Um, you know, and uh, we'll see. Like I said, I would be optimistic, guys. We got a ton of money coming. Oh, yeah. A ton of money coming. We're going to see a guy play a lot earlier than we had thought. I thought it, I, I thought it was a very good chance we we're going to see Levis not in week eight. Um, so that's great news. It looks like Tannehill's days as a Titan are over. That's great news. Um, and you know, it, it, it's the bottom line. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of stuff on the chat about Vrabel and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to see it because it's about time as I've echoed week in and week out. It's about accountability and the guy accountable for this football team right under the general manager who is brand new now is the head coach and he is not getting this offense motivated to play and we have not even taken a half a step forward from last year which you would have thought would have been the darkest day in the titan you know in the titans franchise in a while losing that yeah. game to jacksonville yeah, I mean, it, th things are looking up with Will Levis, too, uh, as possibly the future of the quarterback. Like you said, we had Draft Vogel on, John Vogel. He's our draft um, expert here at the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. So check him out in his podcast. If you have any draft questions or concerns, check out his podcast. But he also did say, which, Sal, you're going to be um, very happy with, his early days in Penn State, he was a mobile quarterback. He, li he liked to run. And when he transferred over to uh, Kentucky, um, he was more of a pocket passer. He was in a um, – like NFL style um, offense. And obviously that's one of the best conferences in college football, the SEC. So it's not like Malik went from the SEC to Liberty, which I believe is an independent league. I'm not sure. Or in a conference USA, one of those, I'm not even sure. Cause I don't even follow um, that, that side of um, football, you know, with Liberty. But uh, I do know that it is one of the hardest conferences. He played in an NFL style um, system and he uses like, so if he can do that in the NFL, Mobile like a Josh Allen type because he has that prototype. If he's half of it, I'll be happy. That's it. That's it. I mean, listen, I, I can't stress this enough. I mean, number one, we know that he was the most NFL-ready quarterback to come out of the draft. We know that. Now, <laughs> is C.J. Stroud already acclimated to the NFL and thriving? Yes. So the, did it matter at the end of the day? Absolutely not. Um, but we knew Will Levis ran the most NFL-style offense coming out of college, so that should have been even more of a reason that he should have been starting sooner than any of these guys. But because of our stubborn fucking general manager at the time, head coach, etc., we decided that, well, we're going to draft two quarterbacks in back-to-back -back years and continue to stick with this 30-something-year-old over-the-hill guy who can't get out of his own way. Luckily, well, not luckily, I don't want – to wish injury on anyone, but I'm just going to say, luckily, we it appears we're not going to have to deal with that anymore, and we're going to find out what this kid number eight's got, and um, I'm very excited. I mean, we're going to see Will Levis run out uh, out of the tunnel in, in the Columbia Blue, and there's just so much. Uh, there's a lot. There's a, th This game on Sunday in Nashville is it, it, very important 
Huge. It really, really is. And I hope the fan base sees it that way and, and, and really shows up, even, even with everything that's taken place over the past month or so. Um, I just hope if Levis starts, he, he gets the support uh, from the volunteer state that he really deserves. And um, because uh, outside of Marcus, um, the other guys that came out as rookies, starting quarterbacks that we drafted, it's been a little wishy-washy w- with the support from the fan base. Um, and I'm only saying with the exception of Marcus, because in the beginning, the very beginning, everyone was really on board until, you know, the the, the, the horrible injury on, on uh, Christmas Eve. But that's besides the point. I- I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I think everyone should be. So, um, yeah, so just to hit that question real quick, can, Ra- can Ram draft impact players going forward? We are depleted. We are absolutely depleted at positions, thanks to John Robinson. We know that. Rand Carthon, I have full faith in him. He came from San Francisco. He's already drafted guys that are starting currently on this team right now with Skaronsky and uh, Spears. Wiley's there. Um, to name a few, every single one of them made the roster this year as well. So that's a positive note uh, going forward. So Rand's going to have that $99 million next year to play with. Um, he can get us a lot of guys, you know, whether it be offensive line, weapons uh, on the offense, um, and difference makers in the draft. So if we do fall within the top 10, I'm, I'm going to be happy as a Titans fan because I know that Rand has the um, the knack and the eye for talent. Like he said, um, when he was uh, being introduced as a uh, uh, the Titans general manager, he did say, who was it? Elijah Mitchell that he said that he fell in love with. That was one of his, his best picks or I believe, um, so. I believe that was it. I believe or no, Raheem Moster, one, one of those two running backs and, and look at how, how, how most are yeah. turning out right now. He's got more touchdowns than, than 10 NFL teams uh, with their running back rooms together. So, I mean, I love the guy. He drafted Tajay Spears who could possibly be, you know, who knows better than Derek. Henry. Yeah. Appreciate. Uh, I want to say that, but uh, appreciate everyone. Uh, Supporting us, telling everyone to subscribe. It means a lot to us. Got a lot of people that have joined us over the past uh, 40 minutes or so. So we appreciate it. You know, we're, we're all in the same boat here, guys. We're, we're fans just like you. Um, and and uh, we're just happy that there's just folks that are looking to uh, go through these ups and downs with us. So um, I think it'll be a good time now to bring up our, our sponsor, um, which is the great people over at Giraffe Kings. So, NBA fans, the wait is over. We know there's some NBA, NBA fans here as well. Uh, basketball is back at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win, lose, or tie, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. You stream together multiple bets from the same game or Build yourself a great bet. Basketball is more fun when you're on the action. So download DraftKings Sportsbook, the app now, and use code 6sports. New customers get $200 in bonus bets when you just bet $5 only. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. With code 6sports, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's Vinny's line, so I really don't want to give it to him. But if you do have a gambling problem, visit 1-800. I mean, www. What am I doing? www.1800gambler.net. Nobody calls that number anyway. So yeah, no, I mean, we just, we just steal our kids college phone and all, and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Um, Hey, listen, I'm, I, if you're living in Tennessee and you're a uh, Grizzlies fan, there's sure 
a lot to be excited for as a Nets fan over here on the East Coast. Uh, I don't think I'll be watching a ton of basketball this year, but I will be making some wagers. So make sure to get get in on that offer and take advantage of it. Um, yeah, and that's really it. I, I like I said, we'll, we'll have another show later on in the week to to kind of cover uh, this Atlanta game. Hopefully, we'll get some answers on the quarterback within the coming days. Um, they got to give us an answer, like probably by Wednesday. I would assume. I don't think so. I think Vrabel's going to hold that until Friday. I don't understand what the point of that would be, but, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Either way, um, Tim Kelly, I'll say this before we wrap up. He needs to show me something Sunday, okay? Because you're going to have – whoever you're going to have under center, you're going to have a healthy guy, young guy, mobile guy. Figure it the fuck out, bro. Get the ball in the goddamn end zone. If you got to have Will Levis rush the ball 15 times, I don't care. I don't care. You need to get the ball in the end zone, and you need to win that football game at all costs. So, uh, really, enough is enough. No more excuses. You got a week. You got two weeks to prepare for whatever the hell you're starting. They know who they're starting. Make no mistake about it. All for the past two weeks, they've known who they're starting. So, you've had half of a month to prepare for a team that's average at best. Get it done. And that's the bottom line. So, um, anything you want to share, uh, Jared, before we wrap up tonight? No, oh, man. Vist- missed Vinny's opinion on KB since he's down in Philly, so he's probably getting his his balls yeah. busted by his friends over there. Vinny South Jersey, right outside of Philly. So um, he's got AJ Brown down there now. He's he's got uh, KB down there. So Vin, I feel for you as we all feel for you as Titan fans. Um, and we'll see what happens, man. Yep, absolutely. Sunday, Sunday can't come soon enough. I'm going to be watching the game on my iPad in a pool at Turks and Caicos. So uh, I'm going to try to go. jump on. Hopefully, hopefully we got something good to talk about. Because um, if Will Levis goes off, my ass is definitely going to be having a, a little iceberg as I'm sipping while I'm yeah. hopefully celebrating a victory with you guys on Sunday. Hopefully. Uh, David, don't give up yet, brother. I'll tell you what. If, if, we, if, if we lose to Atlanta, then – I'm going to want a full tank, okay? But if Levis – only to, to help the roster long-term. If Levis looks if Levis looks great and we lose, then I'm going to want them to lose out so we can get another stud receiver next year in the draft. Because if we go two and five, it's a wrap, absolute wrap. So if we win, then I'm going to hold on. I'm going to want us to continue to take a shot at maybe – Taking a run at the division, we'll see. It's still fairly yeah, I mean, weak above all else. I mean, it, it's definitely there's no team that's blowing me away. Um, so yeah, we'll still see. get to the playoffs or the division. You're not you're not losing five <laughs> to six games, especially with Jacksonville that's thirteen and three the last sixteen games. So yep. I mean, you got to make it around somewhere. That's a great comment too, Phil. Uh, absolutely, can't do it. Just can't. No, no more. No more of that. No more of that Ryan Tannehill style offense. Okay. We gave it a shot five years ago. It didn't work. If we're going to hold on to Derrick Henry until the wheels fall off, just use him as an asset, not as the focal point. Okay, he deserves that because he's still going to perform unbelievably well as an asset rather than the focal point. He'll still get to the goddamn Pro Bowl. Okay, it just can't be the only dimension of this this offense. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, uh, again, guys, as we wrap up, uh, make sure – like, comment, subscribe if you join us tonight. We're we're on uh, multiple times a week. We got another gentleman with us that's a bunch of fun. Like like Jared said, Vin Vin's a great partner in our show here. That uh, he'll be back uh, probably in a few short days. So 
make sure you help us out and we're going to continue to give you the best content possible. So um, thank you to everyone that joined in tonight. Um, and we're, we'll see on the flip. So I hope everyone has a great night, great day, great week. And uh, we got a game to go win. So uh, let's see you <laughs> next week. Tighten up. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.